What is next for you, Dice? What are you well, looking at? That's why do? I wanted to talk about the Bill Burr thing. You have a question before we start? Yeah, one sec. Hey! Sugar Plum, do I look good? Why can't I hear her? You Look. don't have headphones on, Put but she's headphone. not. She wasn't saying anything. Oh, you this really? This is will. Howie Mandel does stuff. <laughs> I'm Howie Mandel. I'm Jacqueline Schultz's and my, daughter. And my good buddy for like I haven't seen him in like a century. Dice Clay is in the room, but you had a question before we started. You're asking. I was asking Sugar Plum if I look good. You look amazing. No, but I'm saying the angle. Oh, you know oh. because uh, you got to understand. No, Howie, she, she's talking to you. You see that? What? You can come close. You come closer to the mic so you can talk to him. Sugar Plum is your girlfriend. Yes, for the Kay. over four years now. Well, that's fantastic. You look great. Greatest. What's that? You look great. All right. How's the the neck of the t-shirt? It looks good. What are right. you worried about? Your neck. I don't. What's with with your neck? No, no, no. She's very. You know, she's she came from the corporate world. Okay. <laughs> Where they worry about necks. No, listen. Listen, listen to this. Sorry. Listen okay. to the story. Sorry. All right, so just to talk about my girlfriend for a minute. So Sugar after I got rid of the last <laughs> wife, right? Because, you know, we got a bunch of wives, you know. How many times have you been married? It, not the way you think. Uh, uh, three times. I remember Dollface. Yeah, we'll get into it. But oh. um, <laughs> so after the last one, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm never going through this again. Nobody serious again, right? Which was about five and a half years ago, whatever. So Eleanor, who I was engaged to, who's my opening act, met Sugar Plum on um, the Practical Jokers cruise, okay? And Eleanor starts telling her, "I got the greatest guy for you," and she starts talking about me. You know, Eleanor is your girlfriend. No, we were engaged, but well, not no, not at that point. It, it ended. It ended, and I just took her as an opening act. Eleanor, Eleanor Kerrigan's my opening act for the last, and it was your fiance at one point. But you were able to call off the wedding yet keep her as an opening act. Yeah, she's a great comic. She's unreal. Like she is the best opener I've ever had. Okay. And, you just couldn't close. And <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Eleanor's on on this cruise opening, I think for uh, uh I think also Kid Rock was on there, but it was the impractical jokers cruise. And she meets Carrie and starts telling her about me because she liked Carrie a lot. She thought she was like a terrific girl. So Carrie's hearing, you know, about dice and she's going, you know what? I'll pass. You know, like, you're not with them. Like, why would I want to be with them? Right. How do you sell somebody something that you gave up on? Exactly. I know. So about eight months later, um, I'm doing some shows in Dallas. And Eleanor goes, remember the girl I told you about? And I sort of did, but didn't. But she showed me a picture of her. Right. I go, yeah, what, what, what's the deal? She goes, she's coming to see me tomorrow night. Not even me, you know, she's coming to see Eleanor. The opening act. Yeah, and, yeah. and I go, well, you know, is she still single? And she goes, I don't know. I'm going, well, that's the important part, you know. Get it, you know, write something to her, 
you know, write something. Yeah, like the DM thing, you know. Oh, okay. And um, oh, on Instagram. Yeah. So Carrie writes back direct message. Yeah, I never, you know, I never knew what that meant. <laughs> you didn't know what DM, the DM thing. I'm not a technical guy like you. I don't believe in that. I'm stuff. not that technical, but you didn't know what the DM was. Not the way you think. You see what I mean? Like no. I knew it meant like there's a message going in. So there's the M. What did you think the D was? I, oh, you were oh, looking. You wanted I to never, get the D to message. the M. No, I never <laughs> even thought of what DM might mean. My mind doesn't go that way. Okay. So the bottom line is, Kerry writes back. She's still single. And the next night we meet, you know, and the minute we started talking, it was like you would say, like magical, you know, and, and we've been together ever since. You know, and I I really pride myself on us because, you know, we never had like, like I've had like the most toxic relationships since I'm 17 and a half years old. But you've had good ones, no? No. 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 Um, good moments, yeah, but very toxic. Well, you have children. Toxic. Yeah, but, but you're fighting in between. You understand? Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Um I don't really talk about that marriage because I did have children. So, you how know. many marriages have you had? How three, many? Three. Uh, the, the what I want to say is, you say it's toxic, but you are um, still um, touring and working with your opening act, who was a fiance. I would say that that's pretty. You didn't say that one was toxic. Was no, that it wasn't. One toxic? It no. wasn't. There was just no reason to get married. You know, well, not only no reason to get married, it was there was reason to find somebody else. No. no. After Eleanor, there was another wife. Oh. And after that wife, you know, there was a bunch of girls, and then there was another wife, and then I was like, I'm done. I'm never getting involved again. With anybody? Not, not like in a heavy way. Yeah, I didn't want to... Uh, Sex you'd have, but not... Listen to you talking dirty. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't realize who was in the room. Your, your daughter's here for Pete's sake. Do you yeah. know what I was talking about? Do you know? Dirty? Sex. Sex? Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, so anyway, we met and it really worked out. Yeah, to this day, we've never. Yeah, there were days I wouldn't talk to the last wife for like four or five days at a clip. That's how bad the fights were. So, really? Yeah. What would you fight about that would last four days of silence? It could be over anything. Okay. You know, it could be over anything. It could be over, you know, a pair of shoes I'm wearing or a pair. You really? Know. Yeah. Did it, you ever have a you fight know, over a pair of shoes you were wearing? You know, yes. yes. What was the fight? How would... What was the fun? Why would you wear those boots instead of these boots? You're doing a show. And you'd go, fuck and you, I'd I'm go, not talking to you for a week. No, no. And then mm. it would just escalate. And, you know, she had a very bad temper. You wow. Know? Yeah, there were times I, I would have to, uh, you know, like call her father to try to calm her down. You know, it was wow. crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, You've been through a lot. Yeah. Let me tell you something, the doll face thing, my God. Doll face was, I knew her. That was the warm-up wife. See, Well, then she gave you just, the children, too. You, you, no, she didn't give me anything. She gave uh, me a lawsuit. Oh. Um, the, 
Dollface, well, you, you got to understand, uh, we used to go, me and your dad and your mom, and we'd meet at Schwab's. That's how our friendship. You don't know what Schwab's is. Schwab's yeah. is uh, is in Hollywood. It was like the most famous. It was a drugstore diner where didn't it, Marilyn they, Monroe? Or no, just, Lana Turner. Lana Turner. They would discover all the starlets in the 30s and 40s, and we weren't around in the 30s and 40s, but it was when we came to Hollywood, it was the place to be seen and to be discovered. Right? It was right on the corner of Crescent and Sunset. and Sunset. Now there's that big, like, there's a Cineplex movie theater in there. There's that whole corner, you know, where there's all those, that there used to be a Virgin Records in there. You know, it was Sam Ash music in there. But when we would go there, it was just a drugstore with a driveway and you just park in the back. And you had people like Chuck McCann and Shelly Winters. I used to sit with uh, um, Sally Marr, Lenny Bruce's wife, uh, uh, mother all the time. Why are you looking at me like because that? Because you probably don't know who any of these people are. I don't. But so you've heard of Lenny Bruce. No. Oh, amazing. Okay. <laughs> hey, look. I know what a DM is. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, you know but, how to transport me across the world to Japan if I want to do a show, but you don't know. But they were the stars and the TV stars of, of that time would be there. But I, I, I think that we used to hang out even before that. When you no, and I, well, we, go ahead. We did at the comedy store, but then we'd meet. We from, lived at the in the condo at La Jolla when you were just Andrew, and then when the sun went down, you became. Nice. Do you remember that? Well, yeah, I performed down there a lot. No, yeah. but 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 you would you would the character Dice or the Dice Man, you didn't play Dice Man until the sun came down and then you became Exactly. Right. You know, I would be like you know, pretty normal all day. And actually I started out when I originally started out, it was impressions. doing impressions of Jerry Lewis, the nutty professor, is how I got into the comedy store. And I would take my magic potion and turn into Travolta from Greece. Right. You know, and sing the song. Yeah. Grease I would lightning. do grease lightning with the singing and the dancing, the whole thing. And I would do the actual singing cause we took his voice out of the, uh, at, off the track, you know, cause if I couldn't really sing as him, I wasn't going to do the act, but right. dice started, uh, developing when I was 23 when I decided, because I, I really, to this day, couldn't care less about stand-up, I always wanted to be an actor. That's how I saw the Which career. Which you're going. amazing at. You know? And you've always been amazing at acting. I always say capable at that. You know, because if... What was that dramatic series that you were on on NBC? Crime Story. Crime Story. You were amazing on that. That was a serious, dramatic... That was a gangster show. Right that Martin Scorsese, I always tell this story, this is great, so I do this series, it's Michael Mann, after he did Miami Vice. Right. And I forgot about it because I auditioned five months before I ever got the part. You know, Bonnie Timmerman, who was one of the biggest casting agents in Hollywood, put me on tape. And after two, three days, you don't hear something, you forget about it, you know? So five months later, I'm visiting Brooklyn, you know, from from Hollywood, and my mother's waking me up, going, "Your agent keeps calling. You gotta, you gotta call back." 
And I go, no, they're going to bother me with the with the Bruce Willis. I was supposed to do Bruce Willis's first movie, Blind Date. Very small part. It was basically dancing and talking like Travolta in a club scene. But I was also playing, it was Memorial Day weekend, and I was booked to do Rascals Comedy Club in West Orange. And I was a big draw there, and it was a big club, and it's 425 seats, and they got basically six shows sold out for me. And this is before the career took off. Right. Okay. So I was loyal to the club, and instead of, I was supposed to film after that weekend and go to Hollywood on Monday. But they called and said, we need you Friday. So I, I said, I can't do it. I can't disappoint these people. And, you know, the club's going to lose just thousands and thousands of dollars. So I blew off the movie to do the club. The next day, which is Friday, my mother's waking me up. To The agents keep calling. I go, Ma, they're going to bother me with the Bruce Willis thing. I'm not doing it. She goes, well, at least call back. So, you know, my mother was like me. She smoked 120s. I smoke cigarettes. I, don't, I haven't smoked in like six years. I just hold them. What are 120s? I don't know what that like is. Like longer cigarettes. You okay. Know? My mother's where I got the dice attitude, believe it or not. I always, I, I didn't know why uh, when I listen to you and watch you, I always think, oh, this is like an older Jewish woman. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's where I got the attitude. You know, well, she's she, a New Yorker through and oh, through. Oh, she number I knew your one. Parents. She, number one, she looked like Liz Taylor. She's beautiful okay, lady, yes. So when she would come up to destroy a teacher of mine for saying the wrong thing to me, she'd come in wearing the fur coat, the hair black, blown out, the cigarette lit in those days. You know, it was crazy. What she went to your school and ruined well, the well, teacher. All right, I don't want to lose. Okay, finish the okay. track. Okay, go ahead. Okay. All right. So I called the agent. I'm having coffee with my mother. I'm not doing the Bruce Willis thing. I'm I'm doing the club. I call the agent and my mother sees this look come over my face as I'm talking to the agent because what the agent's telling me is you you were just hired for five seasons of Michael Mann's new show, Crime Story. Right. You know, Huge. and they're telling me, you know, every year the bumps in the money I'm going to get. And I can't believe I just got a series. I can't even believe. And you got to fly out after your show Sunday night, go to Chicago to be in the two hour movie because it was a two hour movie. And then they would do the episodes. And I'm like, I couldn't believe it because this is Michael Mann. This is Miami Vice, you know. Which was big, a big hit show at the time, and was, Michael Mann became a huge movie, movie director, director, right? Yeah. He's, he's Michael, Michael Mann used to sit, you know what he loved? What's his most famous movies, just for the listeners? Well, just uh, uh, the, one of the most commercial would be Ali, okay. the Will Smith Ali movie, which, right. which is unreal, you know? Right. He lasted the Mohegans, uh, Heat, right. you know, with Pacino and De Niro, you know? I mean, just one of the greatest. I nearly had the Sizemore part in the in Heat because Michael Mann loved me as an actor. Okay, but this is the joke of Crime Story. Now, just so you know, Scorsese took Crime Story when he saw Crime Story and he did the movie Casino after that because Crime Story was a real story about those criminals 
like the the uh, um, De Niro and Pesci, I was the De Niro character in Crime Story. Yeah. And Tony Dennison, who played Ray Luca, was the Pesci character in Casino. But the reason he did the movie, it was a real story. Right. Only in the movie, he didn't have the cops, you know, chasing the gangsters like he did in Crime Story. Right. That's why it was a period piece set in the 60s and 70s. Did you enjoy it? Was that a good... Uh... I was so thrilled to get that part, you know. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. And do you, you think that that was the big launch for you? Well, no. What, what happened was, this is what's funny. Now... Let's say it was this day and age and they put Crime Story on HBO. It would have lasted like The Sopranos lasted. But it was one of those shows. It's like, have you seen this? It was like either ABC or NBC. NBC. So nobody really catapulted. And you had guys on there like David Caruso. Everybody from that show took off. Um, uh, Kevin Spacey. All these at Michael Madsen, you know, Dennis Farina, Bill Smichovich, all these great actors and actresses. I'm going to be honest that, with you. I don't know who Bill Smichovich is. Well, he wound up with his own show after that, a one-hour drama. You know, um, yeah, so many great actors. Like, if you look no, at No, it was great. It was the, just a well, it was a very classy, well-acted, well-directed, well-written show, which was... Uh, a surprise because we, being in the, in the comedy community, knew you as an impressionist and as a singer and as well, a comedian. And, and the only reason I did that, Howie, was instead of going to acting school once a month, once a week, I figured be on a club stage every night and develop my own method of acting. That's why I did stand-up. And that's why I walked away from the impressions and started doing a dice-like character when I was 23. You know, really, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, I couldn't care less. You could, you could quiz me about the history of comedy. I go, I don't know who that is. But you then know, Rodney so, saw you, right? No, oh, go ahead. Wait, so this is what happened. Second season of Crime Story. All right, was shooting the day. Uh, you know, like in Casino, how they blew uh, um, Robert De Niro. They blew up his car. Right. Okay. In Crime Story. I got blown out of a car. So they have me in a cast. Right. Like from the waist up. <laughs> and Michael Mann's directing, and it was the only episode he directed in two seasons of, of Crime Story. And the word on the street was they're going to cancel Crime Story because of ratings. So I go over to Michael Mann and I go, we really need to talk. You know, you can't cancel the show. And he goes, all right, when, when we take a break, me and you are going to go get coffee. So he puts me in his Trans Am, and it was the old Vegas that we knew with the dunes. and Right. Well, he was cutting through the desert in his Trans Am, and I'm wearing a cast like this. <laughs> in the and we go to the pepper mill. So we're having coffee, and he's looking at me. And I'm 20, I'm, I'm 20, how old am I? In your okay. 20s. No, I'm 29 years old. Okay. Okay, it's the second, because I got Crime Story 27. And he goes, all right, tell me why I can't cancel the show. He goes, number one, Dice, it's a very expensive show to film. Now, think of this, half a million dollars an episode. What would that, you couldn't shoot anything like that today. You know, this was a 1960, today it would cost like 
eight million an episode to do that. But he would have no say over whether it's canceled or not. It's no. the network. No, it was the network, and it was with New World. Yeah, who, who put up the money? He goes right. expensive show. Nobody has really catapulted, you know, like the covers of magazines, all that. Mm -hmm. Like when David Caruso got, let's say, NYPD Blue, mm -hmm. and he's on every magazine cover. Right. All right. So I'm looking at him, smoking through the cast, you know, <laughs> you know, drinking coffee. I go, listen to me. I go, I'm going to tell you a little secret that you don't know. And he goes, yeah, what's the big secret? You know, that's Michael Mann. That's how he talked. Right. I go... Just give me three months, and I'll be the biggest star in the world. You said that to Michael Mann. Yeah, yeah and, okay. and, and he goes, what are you talking about? What do you mean? You know, I go, I just shot this Rodney Dangerfield young comedian special. Right. And when it is, I'm going to be the biggest comic in the world. I, I even edited the spot. Rodney, let me edit the spot because I didn't like what he showed me. And he basically laughs in my face. He goes, okay, so three months, you're the biggest star in the world. He goes, look, Dice, I love you as an actor. You know, I really think you have a future as an actor. He goes, but it's an expensive show. They're canceling the show. I mean, I wish you a lot of luck with the, the skit you did with Rodney. You know, I go, no, it's, it's not what you're thinking. I go, this is something that's never happened before in the world of stand-up, you know. And I even took out an ad in Variety two days before the special aired. And the ad basically read, half a page was me, and the other half said, in big, bold letters, I never studied much in school, but when I turned on the tube... And I talked about Elvis being the king, Buddy Rich with hands like lightning, Travolta sang and danced, all these different names of people I watched. And in the end, I said, Murphy and Pryor, both great, no doubt, but in 88, it's dice thou shout. I never studied much in school, but I did study. And I put Rodney Dangerfield special, Saturday night, whatever. Now, if I was wrong, you know, I would just look like a jerk off to the whole industry. Right. And the show aired on Saturday night, Monday on the biggest comic in the world. Within six months, I'm selling out arenas. The way I remember but it is just, you got a lot of heat off of that, and then you got your own special. Never needed it. Never even needed the special. I was already doing the arenas. You were the I, first I, guy to play arenas before, like, the Chappelle's and the, and all these other people. He was Wait, playing. did that stop the cancellation of the show then? Were you right? No, saying? no. The, the show got canceled. Yeah. I actually, the, the, the punchline of it is I run into Michael Mann about two years late, and now I'm just doing, you know, the biggest things in, in stand-up imaginable. You know, I'm doing 80,000 people a week in concert. So I run into Michael Mann at a party. <laughs> And he looks at me, and we're just hanging out, and he goes, look. He goes, whatever his age, he was like 40-something years old, you know. And he goes, if some kid came over to you and go, give me three months, I'll be the biggest star in the world, wouldn't you laugh in his face like I did? And I go, yeah, it makes a point. I just knew what was coming, you know. So I always knew what I was supposed to do in my career, 
And you, you, you th to have that kind of confidence, you think that came from your mom? You said your mom was like this gorgeous lady who just was so sure of herself she could show up at school well, with a lit cigarette and pummel the teacher for my, admonishing you? My parents were so encouraging in what I did. You know, it's, it's funny. You know the kind of act I would do. And uh, the only word that ever bothered her, pussy. That bothered from, your mother. From everything I would say on stage. She couldn't care. I go, why does that? But she goes, I don't know. It just bothers me. See, when you the, the C word? Yeah, she couldn't care less. <laughs> Cunt yeah. was okay. Yeah. Pussy was really yeah. hard. That's crossing the line. Yeah, that's crossing the line. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so funny, but they'd be at all my shows. They'd right. be at all the arenas. You know, they re see, my thing was. Bill Bird talks about you giving him encouragement when he was playing the uh, some big events that you called him up and told him to. Oh, when he was right before he played the uh, Green Monster, you know, in, in Boston, he was going to play his stadium. Well, Bill, all right, Bill has has lit the fuse again for me. What see, I've been going through, you know, as you get older, you go through different things and... uh you know, I didn't do an arena till recently in 23 years. I went back to the garden in 2000. I did the Beacon Garden October 20th, uh, 2000, and the garden again October 26, 2000, and sold that out again. Weren't you doing something with Guns N' Roses recently? In a Wait, let me tell oh, you what oh, happened. Oh, what happened? So right. I'm sitting in my apartment in New York with Sugar Plum, all right? Right. And... Yeah, the, about the biggest I would go is, I don't know, 2,000 seats in this day and age. Right. That's what I'm comfortable in front of. Right. Not that I can't do more. Right. But that's what I've been, you know, I went through a little heart attack when I was 60. Um, Are you okay? I didn't yeah, know Yeah, I'm that. fine. And I, I, did, What I, happened for a second? Yeah, I didn't even realize I was having one. I lucked out. from. What some, happened? You have a pain? No, I thought I pulled a... a, a, a a nerve in my neck from exercises with my arms and but it wasn't that you know it i, I don't even want to get into it but it, it was an actual heart attack so you know that's when i quit smoking again and just training i just love exercise is my hobby i don't do sports but i love exercise and so you know, my agents who I've been with forever, you know, Dennis, uh, uh, Dennis and Pete Papalotto. And, you know, now they just merged. I, I actually forget the name of agent. the agency because they merged with APA. So I'm just with them all together. So, but Pete, who's been the main agent for years now, really watches my back. So he goes, look, these rooms I'm putting you in, you'll be comfortable, all of that stuff. So, but I still have that thing in me because I geared myself, and I got to give you some credit in a second, to be a concert performer, not a club guy. I would be bored with club comics. You know how you're all over the stage when you perform? Right. Most comics aren't. They stand there like stick figures. I'm bored in five minutes. I change the, cha the channel. Right. But this, you're like hearing this about your father. So... You know, when you're younger and you're developing material, sometimes a thought pops in your head, you do it. So I'm doing this thing, and when I did it, I realized it's not mine. And I was really close with, with 
with your mother and father, and we go for what's that? Howie. <laughs> I'm Howie. No, I yeah, Howie. We knew your father. No, I just thought. Howie and Terry. Right. Your yes. mother. Your Got mother. You're okay. talking to me. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking to me. <laughs> You're talking to me. No, okay. Talk to her. Go ahead. You're talking. So anyway, I come off the stage, and here here comes Howie, aka your father, father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes, uh, Dice, um, you did some of my stuff. <laughs> so I go, <laughs> No, I know, you know. And he goes, What do you mean? You know, I go, I didn't mean to do it, but I was too far in, and he would do like things like. Roses are red, violets are bloom, a schizophrenic, so am I. He did a couple of those. <laughs> and I go, I know, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again. I didn't even realize till I just started doing it because I'm searching for material, which every comic never did it again. But what I realized at that moment was when I said anything on stage that rhymed, it would kill. And that's so you didn't do his stuff again, but you took the concept. I took the mother goose. <laughs> so that was that, you. That's all you, Dad. That, oh, yeah, all you. No, I always gave him credit for that. <laughs> that he I go, gives me credit. Wow. No, that out of that, I started doing Little Miss Muffet. Then I do a few more. Then I got the book, and I did like twenty of them. <laughs> Where did you and, get pussy from? What? That wasn't from you. No. 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 But isn't that, that was a, from your mother? But, but isn't that a mate from what was the other one you would do besides uh, roses? I don't, I don't that, remember. You don't remember. I don't stuff. remember. But that's what I'm saying. So I just started, and it became like this signature piece that to this day I have to close my shows with that because what's the, the most audience famous always one? does it. What's the biggest one out of uh, all those? Well, the one they love to do is. Oh, Mother Hubbard went to the cupboard to get her old dog a bone. She bent over and the whole crowd goes, Rover took over. Oh, she got a bone of her own. You know, that's the most famous one. The kids love you know, it. Uh, you know, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack burnt off his fucking dick. Oh, you know. Uh, yeah, there were just so many of them, you but know. Were uh, you happy and content even though you reached that kind of stardom and playing in those amphitheaters and to all those people when you said you didn't ever even care about comedy? That's no, not what you wanted to do originally? Well, what happened is as the career did build, okay, uh, you know, because uh, I was headlining clubs long before the career took off. But I remember arguing with you because uh, we had the same manager, Mike, who's still my manager. And I got to tell you how he saved my life. Go ahead. He saved your life? Yeah, I'll tell you in a minute. Tell you your But story. you were playing, you know, 20, 50,000 seat arenas, and he would want to book more, and you would go, no, I'm at Rascals this week. It's cash. <laughs> you, you no, would, I just was very loyal to the few clubs that always took care of me all the years. Right, but so where, you would turn down but, an arena gig. No, I would never turn it down, but if a club called me and go, can we have three shows? I go, yeah, book it, don't worry about it. Right. You know. But the thing about Rotenberg, and I love him to this day, because he did something, I don't even know if he realizes it. So anyway, we had... A, a, you know, we would argue a lot, you know, because like, you know how you did Bobby, the cartoon? Yeah. So, Rotenberg is a, a tremendous strategist and great manager. I, I believe that to this day. Managed you, Chris Rock. Yeah, I even wanted to go back with him a third time, but we had some fights and we'd break up. But 
Yeah, I mean, we had a big fight. People came to him about a cartoon with me. Right. And I was like, I don't want to do a cartoon. We nearly wound up. Michael Rotenberg was in, in a brawl outside the comedy store with me <laughs> with this guy. I don't even want to say his name. A guy sucker smacked me, right? And it turned into this big fight. And there's Rotenberg kicking the guy. <laughs> it was the great. We really had a lot of fun together. Wait, Michael wait, 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 wait. Michael, Michael fought? Yeah, because he, he, he could get tough when he wants. He's Michael? A, yeah. We got to get him. Are we thinking no, of the same person? No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got to get him on the phone. No, not yet. Not okay, yet. Not yet. Uh, okay, uh, right. Is he still your manager? Yeah. Okay. He's my godfather. He's okay. her godfather. He's been my best friend since we're 13. <laughs> and I know that. And I've always loved him. And even though we broke up, I wanted to go back with him a third time. Yeah. So now one time I just, I was living right on Laurel where right. the traffic goes over and these, I'd watch the traffic every day. And um, so... I just fly in really early to L.A. And I go home, make a pot of coffee, you know, right. and uh, I'm waiting because she's not there. I knew she wouldn't be there. And all of a sudden, the door opens. Andrew, you know, and I go, I don't want to have to, I won't use the P. I said, I just came by to let you know that I know what you are. And with that, she goes and she punches me in the face. No. And I don't even move. I just go, the truth hurts, doesn't it? By that afternoon, I'm packed. I moved in with a friend of mine. I go to Jacobia Miles. I file for divorce. $375. Wow. Okay. Now I'm doing a sponsor here. This is a good I'm in my second season of crime story. Okay. So I'm doing all right. I'm not making a million dollars, but they're paying me. It's just a few thousand a week. Who cares? I'm just, I can't believe I'm on this show. So now she goes to the very same attorney. Jacoby or Myers. Yeah, I don't even know. Right. One of these jerk offs. Anyway, I get a call from the attorney. She goes to the same attorney I'm using. She wants X amount for a settlement. I'll tell you what it is in a minute. And X amount a month alimony. Right. So I'm like nuts. Okay. And the actual total was 22 grand with the settlement. So it's a thousand a month for 18 months. I'm already with uh, Trini, who became my second wife and had Max and Dylan. Oh, I remember Trini. Yeah. Okay. So, so I call Rotenberg. And I'm going nuts on the phone. And he, you know how he could stay calm? Yeah. You know, and he's going, you can pay the money. You know, I go, no fucking way. Not a fucking nickel, not ever. I go, why would I do that? He goes, I'm going to tell you why. He goes, because you could only sue for divorce one time. He goes, and we, by this time, we were very close, me and Rotenberg. Right. And he goes, we both know what's about to happen in your life. He goes, you're going to be the biggest thing on the planet, like you've been talking about for the last 10 years. So 22 is cheap. You know, he goes, pay her the money. Because if you don't, she can come back, let's say, in five years. And she'll get a lot of money because you never gave her anything. Right. So I pay her the money, mm -hmm. you know. 
And then actually, my, my girlfriend Trini used to write the check. I wouldn't even see the check. I remember there was a big celebration on the last check. About two months after that check, I went through the roof career-wise. But did she ever try to come after you? What happened is, so now when my son Max was two years old, which is about four years later, was it? Yeah. No, 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 yeah. I had Max in 90, I broke it. All right, so it's around 1992. Here she comes with Marvin Mitchelson. I'm sitting with Mickey Rourke. Which was a real well-known divorce lawyer. Yeah, it invented palimony. Yeah. So I'm at Cafe Roma with Mickey Rourke, and here comes some, they claim they say, served me at Saturday Night Live, but they didn't, you know, they just didn't. So I saw him inside the cafe. I saw him get up to probably make the call. Here comes somebody. They served me the papers. I'm looking at Mickey's going, what's that dice? <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's a good Mickey. You know, I go, it's, I'm being served papers. And I walk over to Marvin, who's standing there, you know. Right. You know, and I go, not a nickel, not a fucking penny. I go, if you're doing this for press, you'll get it. No money. I could promise. He goes, we'll see. I go, no. Guarantee. I'll, I go, I'll bet you a million dollars right now that you don't get a nickel from this, you know, case. So anyway, now Rotenberg, who is my manager, right, finds me an attorney that beat Marvin 11 times in a row. I don't know where he got this guy. Not Jacoby but, and Myers. No, not Jacoby <laughs> and Myers, but... So he finds me this attorney, I forgot his name, but I would practice depositions, you know, with right. everything from cops to gangsters and everything in the middle, because there's no way this guy's gonna shake me when I do my deposition, okay? Because it kept getting thrown out of court, and then a judge gave them one more chance and and they come back saying, you're gonna love this. Now, she was from Iowa. Yeah. They come back, she said, she created the act, wrote the poems. Which she, she did? That's what the claim was. And they were suing for like 22 million, something like that. Which I just knew was nonsense, right. you know? So I come into the deposition, which she came to. You know, I didn't, I didn't go to hers. I didn't care. I just had it filmed, you know, and I had mine filmed, but she came to mine thinking somehow it's going to rattle me. In the meantime, I'm with someone else. I got a two-year-old son. I couldn't care less about her. So sit there and listen if you want. And I looked like dice. I had the hair, the grease haircut, yeah. you know, the leather jacket on, but I spoke as myself to throw him off like he thought I'm going to come in there and go listen to me here when I talk to you with something like this listen here but he was just getting Andrew because yeah. I'm just talking you know so he would take a card and he goes he had a stack of these cards that I gave through the years because a lot of people don't know like I'm a real romantic like Sugar Plum knows I don't get away I don't get away for for Valentine's Day or a birthday to buy her the most beautiful flowers. I mean it's a constant. You're it's a just who I am. Yeah. So here's Marvin going, All right, you see this card right here, this line. You're my everything. I wanna share my life with you. 
what does that mean when you say you want to share your life? Oh. I go, well, nothing financial. <laughs> you know, it look, I go, it looks like a romantic card, but this goes on for hours with every card I ever gave her. That on a break, you know, my attorney goes, it's almost like you rehearsed for this, like it's a part. I go, I did. Because there's no way she's getting anything. And she didn't. You know, oh. I had some attorney fees. But if it wasn't for Michael Rotenberg. Getting you the best attorney. Telling, no. Telling, telling you to pay first. To pay first. To the give grand. her, her the, 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 the alimony. He goes, it's peanuts. You're going to make millions upon millions of dollars. Give her the money. Put your anger aside and just pay her the money. Say, okay, done. And I did it. So I always, I always tell that story because, you know. He's a smart guy. He's a brilliant guy. Look what he's done with you. Well, yeah, he's in he yeah. did my hair. This whole idea of shaving my head was Michael. Was it really? No. That was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how but did that, wait a minute. How did that happen? Because Razors and uh No, shower. but you know, like when you decided to do that. Originally, I, I did you... it for a part. Originally, I did it for a part in a movie. I was going to play a bad guy, and then I liked the way it felt. It felt clean, and now I don't think I can grow it back. I think uh, when I feel where my hair is, I think it's receded and it's white, and I would be, I, I couldn't, uh, I don't think I could grow it back. I mean, it actually looks good on you. Oh, thank you. You know, I mean, well, I mean I, I, you know, I don't have the pompadour through the ceiling anymore, but I still got hair, and I go, why would I shave it off? You know, well, you wouldn't. No, For not a part? at this point. It's very, it's very freeing. It's freeing. You don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah, like, but do you? Do you, don't you have like uh, an electric thing that you're always a shaver? As much he as I shave my face. He takes a shower every day anyway, so I'm assuming it's just uh -huh. like part of your routine. Um, For people that don't. I don't know. Ask her, how, how do I look? <laughs> uh, I got a thumbs up too, see? No, I'm, I'm saying you look good, but, you, you know. You think it's a lot of Howie work. Howie had this, like, giant head of hair. So like, did you. It, it's, you no. had Travolta. You looked at, I, I, I've seen that picture. I think you just posted it recently. Yeah, you I and posted Travolta. a bunch of pictures. Yeah, yesterday. you and Travolta. You had the full, thick head of hair. Yeah. In fact, you guys look like brothers. No, to, you know, th well, that was the, the beginning for me. Yeah, you were a great impressionist. And he did a John Travolta. You want to do your Travolta. How do you? <laughs> um, I mean, you, you seem like a very nice girl, you know. I mean, you got to make a decision. Are you going to be a nice girl? Are you going to be a pig? I mean, that's something you got to decide early on in life. That's good. You know, that's like so, from the PG version. Of what did you do in school that your mother had to come in and, and you admonish? You keep going back to that. Uh, I think you like that, that because it sounds like you. Yes, <laughs> okay. So, you know, uh, I mean, if... if you know, today she'd come up with a weapon because, well, you know, teach the way teachers are with kids. But so I had a no. teacher. How are teachers with kids? They're just not good with kids today. Okay. They, teachers they, are not good with kids? Well, not every single one. I don't hang around schools to check teachers' <laughs> That's behavior. Good. She's a teacher. No, I, I once nearly had to beat up my son's gym teacher. Why? You know, because he opened his fucking mouth and, and he had a coming to him, you know. My son, Max, right. when he was in middle school, he was heavier, right. okay? And I took him, see, I would do things to help my kids without saying, we're doing this to help you take off weight. I don't do it like that. I just take them and, and 
I would take Max to the beach, to Venice Beach, right? And he would run with me on the beach, okay? <laughs> and then he didn't know why he was running. <laughs> he liked made- it. He enjoyed it running near the ocean. You would say, yeah. Max, come here. And then you no, would, just we run. would run away ride, and he go, would chase you. No, we would jog on the beach. <laughs> right. Then we'd go to Gold's Venice, okay, where he would see these guys working out, these real, like, champions, real right. bodybuilders. And then he got on a treadmill and he didn't get off. That was his thing. He loved the treadmill. And he lost 25 pounds that wow. year. And I took him to my trainer who trained Stallone for all the Rocky movies. His right. name was George Pipstick. So George knows everything. He's even in one of the Rockies, the one with the Russian. He like, he's at the cabin chopping wood. He, he trained Sly for the Rockies, the Rambos. So he knows how to get somebody in the shape. Well, he knows what you can and can't do. And Max was very young. He was only 13. So he goes, okay, you could do this, you could do this, but you don't want him doing this because it could, it could hurt him. Right. So he taught him. Okay. So Max comes down in, in, loses all this weight. So all of a sudden he comes home, he failed uh, gym for not wearing the right sweatshirt in the gym class. And he didn't write this report about exercise. So I'm like, oh, doesn't the teacher see, you know, I never like got back up, you know, really from their mom. She would never, that, that was one of the problems, you know, like as my career got bigger. So he didn't do his homework, so he failed. So why would you go beat up the teacher? No, no, no. I I didn't initially want to hit him. Oh, okay. I wanted to talk reasonably to the guy. Okay. So I sit down with him like Indian style, you know, where you cross Indian your style. legs, uh, and yeah. Native American, whatever you want to call them. Crisscross applesauce. Yeah, crisscross applesauce. Say where we are today in, you know, crisscross applesauce. Spoons in the bowl. Okay, that's what we did. So <laughs> with, go, the, with the gym teacher? Yeah, on, the, you, on the floor. But how do you even show up and say, hey, you sit down? No, I, say, I, wanna, no I want to talk to you. So he goes, all right, let's sit on the floor, you know. The teacher did. Okay. So I go, look, I go, my kid is very upset that you failed him because he's been working very hard, you know, to, to bring, get his weight off. Right. You know, and he's done that. He goes, well, you know, it, the whole class is wearing a gray sweatshirt and he comes in with a white sweatshirt and I'm going, so that's why you fail a kid? You don't take a look and go, look what he's done? Well, he said to me, he didn't want to write about exercise. He wanted to do it. And I go, and what's the problem with that? Right. I go, isn't that what gym class is all about? We do the jumping jacks. We don't write about them. Right. You know? So, you know, I am from a place where things get heated, Brooklyn. Right. You know. So what happened? So he goes, well, I, I can't change that grade. I go, why? It's fucking gym. You know. I go, I'm sitting here just trying to talk to you, man. If you had a kid, you know, that did that, wouldn't you pass that kid? You know, you're knocking himself, like his self-esteem down. Like, you know, he's feeling bad about what you did because it's the one thing he's done this year to do something with himself. Now I'm on my feet, you know. Is he still crisscross apples? No, now he's up and I go, pal, listen. Because I was looked at because, you know, 
me and my girlfriend always talk about that. I was really the first cancel culture, only I wasn't, it, they didn't call it cancel culture. They tried to knock me down, but I came through it all. Right. And in this day and age, I go, I could say what I want. I was grandfathered in, you know, when you see all this cancel stuff. But they looked at me at his school like, oh, here comes the animal. You know what okay. I mean? This is what I had to deal with, you know. And so the guy's like getting in my face and finally he sees I'm dead serious. Like, you want to go? Let's go. You know, like I, I can't even play this California game anymore, you know. And he goes... I'll tell you what I'll do. If he wears the right sweatshirt, this is what it's over. He goes, I'll give him a passing grade at the end of the school year. Okay. So I thanked him and I left. Right. You know, and, but I would go through that, you know. That's um, what your mother did for you. You know, so my mother, let's go to the sixth grade. Okay. (laughs) So I had this teacher, his name was Mr. Barkeeter. I'll never forget this guy because he did this great impersonation of John Wayne. Hmm. Okay? He used to do it to uh, listen up and listen tight, Pilgrim, whatever. Right. So there's a fire drill one day. And at that time, I'm living in a two-family house that my my father was a builder, and he built, like, the first real neighborhood in Staten Island, when they when the bridge went up, you okay. know, and um, so we live in a two family house. My mother's sister lives downstairs with the upstairs apartment. So even in those days, I used to stay up late because I, I didn't have patience to go to sleep and wait for the sleep to come. Like I really had to be tired, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's I'm like that to this day. I wait for sleep. Like, come on already. Where are you? So, um, yeah, like I don't believe in just, I, I can't even believe it when somebody could just lay down and they're out. Like, it, well, you know. then don't lay down until you're tired. No, yeah, four in the morning. Yeah. Still? All good. Yeah, I love staying up late. But my girlfriend. Right? Yeah. It, I could be watching TV. She'd come out, she'd go, um, how late you gonna stay? Aren't you gonna go to bed? I'm like, I'm allowed to, st- I'm a man. Like, if I want to stay up and make some phone calls, what do you care? You know, I make calls all night. All night? Yeah, late. Yeah. Who, who do do you, people appreciate just that? Just friends of mine. Friends that stay up late, you know, that Other kind of stuff. Do you think they're no staying patience. up late because they love you're to calling stay up. them? You know, it's like, that's what, what the part of show business I love. Mm-hmm. Staying up late? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love working out late. I love talking on the phone late. I love that stuff. So, but she'll be like, it's time to go to bed. I go, what? Okay, mom. Bedtime. You know, like. What time what, does she what go to kid? bed? Oh, well, now it's late. You know, <laughs> you know now <laughs> it's like, now it's like one o'clock is big for her. Really? You know? Yeah. She, she'll be I like. I go to bed before nine. Yeah. But you, you do, you have like network shows. You, you have a different lifestyle. Apparently I have patience. You know? No, I can't. Sleep nine o'clock at night. I'm first eating dinner at nine or ten. Really? Yeah, I love being up late. So I you're love... you're in middle school and you're impatiently okay. waiting for sleep. Okay, impatiently waiting for sleep. So I would come into the kitchen where my mother would be sitting with her sister having a pot of coffee, you know, whatever. Late night, New York, you know. Yeah. So my mother goes, "How was school today?" 
I go, no, it was good. I go, we had a, a fire drill. And, uh, you know, it was funny, Mr. Barquita walked down, like, the line, you know, that the kids were in, you know, and he gave me, like, a little, like, little tap, whatever. And she goes, wait a minute, what, what did he do? You know, I go, no, he does John Wayne, you know. Right. So he, like, get in line, Pilgrim, that right. type of thing. You know? Right. So your teacher hit you. No. And I'm not, no, I knew at that moment I said the wrong thing. And uh, <laughs> so now it's the next day, and she's looking at my aunt. Like, do you believe his teacher put his hand on him? You know. Oh, my God. And my aunt's going, his hands should fall off his arms. Do you <laughs> oh understand? You know. It was like cursing like that, you know. They didn't say, like, F words or, you know. It was like, you know, oh, his head should only fall off his shoulders. Things like that. Right. You know. Right. You know, <laughs> my grandmother, they get in arguments in diners when I was a little kid. Yeah. Because men would come on to them. Even my grandmother was really great looking, you know. <laughs> you know. And, like, Guys if a guy started cr- coming on to my mother or my grandma, whatever, my, my mother would be like, don't you work? And the guy would say some snide, you know, reply. Yeah. And my mother would go, I bet if my husband was standing here, you wouldn't say that. Oh. You know? And then my grandmother would just turn around and go, you should only get killed. That's what should happen to you. It was crazy, right? (laughs) (laughs) It was, and I'm the coffee boy. I'm seven years old bringing them coffee, you know? So anyway, yeah, that was like the cursing back then. It wasn't (laughs) even like F you, you know, get killed, you know? Yeah, you know, you should be hit by a Mack truck. That should be your life. You know, it was that kind of cursing. So, so your grandmother was also a romantic. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, my grandmother was great. She married a guy for a day, you know. What? That's great. Yeah, she had a, she had a regular husband who died, you know, my right. mother's father. And a then she was dating this guy that kept putting pressure on her. So she married him and divorced him the next day. She goes, I, I can't stay married to you. I don't love you like that, you know. One day. Yeah, one day. Someone just so did that. It was easy to smashed, do back then. Did you see then. that? Smashed her face in a cake, and so she divorced him the day after they got married? Yeah, but back then it was easy. It's not like today. You know, everything. You just get it annulled? Yeah, you just get rid of them, like whatever, Brittany. one way or another. Okay. So, <laughs> so anyway, the next day after the fire drill incident, right? I didn't know my mother's coming up. All of a sudden, the door opens. There she is in the black mink coat, the cigarette, the black hair, the make, the whole thing, you know. And the teacher's looking, <laughs> and um, she goes, "You're Mr. Barkita," and he goes, "Yeah, I'm Andrew's mother." Yeah, okay. Do you lay your hands on my kid? This is in front of us, the whole class. <laughs> That all the kids are like, this is a show now. This is unreal. Are you embarrassed? Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so she says, um, well, he, he said you like pushed him or, you know, gave him a little shot. He goes, no, I, I do this John Wayne thing, you know. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, I heard about it. Why don't you do it for me? You know, and she's got the cigarette, you know. Do it for me. <laughs> so he launches into John Wayne. 
you know, across the room from my mother. The whole class applauds, including me. It was a great John Wayne. And she goes, okay, I'm just his mother, and I just want to make sure there's nothing going on that shouldn't be going on, and I'll leave now. It was very nice to meet you, and she had a lot of charm. So when she leaves, the class is applauding, the guys are whistling for her. You know, that's the effect she she had on people. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, anybody would mess with me. I mean, honestly... You, you know how Mitzi could be at the comedy store. Sure. Very Mitzi. charming, but when she was mean, she was mean. Yeah, and that's Mitzi, just, the owner of the comedy store, Polly Shore's mom. Yeah, who, who I loved, you know. And, you know, so for 10 years, my mother would hear about the comedy store, you know, and, you know, she would, you know, she would ask me about the comics at the comedy store, and, you know, I came up as like a drummer and a singer. I, I knew about entertainment, I, not just comedy. And she goes, so tell me about the, this is like when I first come back to Brooklyn, you know, and, um, and I say, well, you know, they're good, but they don't move up there. That's what I liked about it. You moved, you were all over the stage. And another one that moved was Richard Lewis with the way, so I could sit and watch his act, I go, I watch these guys, I walk out of the room, you know. I go, they're funny, but they don't move, you know. Well, you were the first that really just became this, like, white, hot lightning, at least of my era, you know, and 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 played these big things. What is next for you, Dice? What are you well, looking at? That's why do? I wanted to talk about the Bill Burr thing. Okay. Oh. Okay. So oh, I, you forgot? I forgot about that. Yeah, you yeah, have no, no patience. Well, well, I'm sorry. No, all right. <laughs> so this is the it's thing. Like waiting for sleep. I did want to hear that. All right. Well, this is the thing. So I don't go to shows really. I just don't go, especially comics. I have no interest. But I happen to love Bill Burr. I, I he's angry. You know, I love that kind of comedy. So we're sitting in New York at our place, and. Kerry goes, oh, Bill Burr's going to be at uh, an arena. I always forget the name of it in Newark, New Jersey. I go, when? She goes, tonight. Now, I know Bill saw me and decided to do comedy when he saw me at the, um, I did three nights in Boston at one of the arenas there. I just forgot the name right now. Not the Garden. And uh, No, didn't do the Boston Garden. I always say the name of that place, the Centrum, the Boston Centrum. Okay. You know, where he talked about this after on his podcast that he was second row it, all the way up in the back. Right. You know, and saw me and decided to do stand-up. So, so I text Bill. I go, would you mind if I come to your show tonight? You know, if it feels weird, I don't have to come. Because just like with Rodney, Rodney's the guy that put me on top. You know what I mean? Right. So if he texted me, Dice, I'm coming. Ah, Rodney's coming. I got to be good. You know what I mean? Right. You feel the pressure of that. But he wrote back something to the effect of, I want you to come. Okay. So I was excited. You know, I, I haven't been to a comedy concert forever. You know, I've been, I saw Rodney when I, in, in 90, you know, right. in, in Atlantic City. 
I saw Billy Gardell at Treasure Island about 15 years ago. Right. And that's it. I just don't go to comedy shows, you know. So I show up. I come in the dressing room. And he just gets up. And he's got this smile on, you know. And he goes, you're going to do some time tonight, right, Dice? And I'm looking at him because I'd been talking to my agents that even though I'm doing these smaller theaters, 2,000 seats for me isn't, it's nothing. It's easy, you know, after everything. I did over 300 arena shows. I did the Rose Bowl with Guns N' Roses, 103,000 people. So I've done the biggest things you could do, but not in two and a half decades, basically, you know. And he doesn't know my problems physically, you know. And I go, ah, you know, I just, I just really want to, I want to see you, you know. He goes, no, you, you got to do some time. So it was funny because on the way there, I'm teasing my girlfriend, going, oh, it's been years since I've done an arena, this and that, you know. And she's going, you're not going to perform. I go, nah, you know, this is going to be a big night, you know. I'm kidding her. But she says to me, I don't know, maybe, he, you know, because I could always fool her. She goes, maybe he would ask you to introduce him. You know, I go, uh, whatever, you know. But now it's real. Now right. he's in my face going, you're going to do time. So what am I going to say? I can't? You know, I said, well, maybe I could introduce you. <laughs> I'm using a line. So, so now Club Soda Kenny who was my bodyguard, road manager for many years. He works with Bill. You know, now all of a sudden here comes Club Soda going, okay, you're on. Like right after Dean Del Rey, I was going on, you know. And now we're walking towards the arena. And I'm like, all right, just do what you do, you know. And I, I it was scary to me. I'll admit it. So Club Soda is introducing me. His intro was great. He goes, get ready to be starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me laugh. You know, he goes, the undisputed heavyweight comedy king, Andrew Dice Clay. And the place exploded. Like, they don't know I'm there. Right. You know? And I go up. And honestly, once I was on, I could have done two hours. Wow. You know? And I did. I gave Bill this incredible intro. You know, but he said that your words of encouragement were great because I asked him, he was here and, he, and I asked him about playing the Boston Garden, you know, which was his homecoming. He's mm -hmm. a Boston kid, and that's the stadium. he also did Fenway Park. Oh, Fenway, Park, not the Boston Garden, yeah, Fenway Park. Fenway Park. And he said that you really encouraged him and helped him get through that. Well, that you texted what would, him. you know what happened? I'm no. getting ready. You ever do Parks Casino in Philly? Um, maybe. Okay. I forget. Well, it's a it's a pretty new mm -hmm. casino. I love it because the way they have it set up, it's brand new. So my phone rings. I'm getting dressed, and I see it's Bill. So I talk to him about like you know, it, talking about the Fenway thing. I go, I'm trying to get dressed. There's an Eleanor's on stage right now, you know. But we talk for like twenty. What are you gonna wear? You know. I go. You know. It's a special thing. You know, all of that stuff. So you gave him clothing advice? <laughs> yeah. Which, which, when I was on the phone with him recently, I go, I hope I didn't overstep by bringing up what the did clothing he wear? thing. Uh, who knows? I never saw it yet. I go, I hope I didn't overstep with the clothing. He goes, 
do you understand that's coming from a guy wearing fingerless gloves and, and <laughs> shorts that a three-year-old wears normally? You know, so it's just a big laugh. Speaking of your shorts and your fingerless gloves, I've been loving you on TikTok. Yeah. I have been loving you going up to strangers in the streets of New York or wherever you happen to be, but the New York ones, the, the, because those people just make me laugh. I have become a menace in New York. We played some of your TikToks. You know, I, I played the them. Past yeah, it's on Instagram and TikTok. I can't stop, and it's now become a thing. Where Do I, you have any of them? Yeah, yeah. You want to play one? Where we, play, he, go, he goes up to uh, unsuspecting people, and uh, <laughs> who don't know. I don't that know the, what we're gonna say. So, so I don't know what we're gonna see. Either, you tell it. He's gonna bring up your TikTok, and you tell us which one to click on. Okay. All right. Oh, I did a good one to I, I don't know if he's got the one with Billy Joel there. You did it with Billy Joel? Oh yeah. I thought I was gonna get thrown out of his show. That <laughs> Billy Joel? Is Billy Joel in the these are them? Babe, you see it? Do you know where the Billy Joel one is? Cause she handles the We're looking for it. I don't know how to post on TikTok, just Instagram. So are these Insta is is the Billy Joel it, one on Instagram? If my girlfriend is there, she knows there. all of them. But it looks like you were with Epstein. Yeah. Um, is she helping? Is she there? Yeah, they're going through it. They're going She's through scrolling it. through it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. The Billy Joel one is great. <laughs> but you go up to a lot of people who aren't suspecting. And, oh, there's Billy Joel. All right. Okay, all right. All right. Here we go. All right. 1.5. I don't believe it. Billy, how you doing? This is so. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. This is so. Because I, I never got to see you in concert. You know what I mean? So this is like like a trail to me. And like, I only need three songs from you tonight. I know you're going to do a lot, but uh, like Just The Way We Was, that's one of them, right? And uh, Just The, way the Uptown was. Girl thing. And um, oh, how we, uh, you know, the rain, we made it through the rain that day. Huh. No I, way. That ain't me. What do you mean that? That's not my stuff. We <laughs> made it through. No, that's Barry Mallon. <laughs> No, I'm just saying. I know, you're just saying, but it ain't me. No, I'm, no, I'm just going to go sit and wait, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, thanks for your time. Okay. You don't do that ever, like, for no reason, like, uh, all right. <laughs> Shut Looks, I hope that people Carrie. who are just listening go onto YouTube and watch that. No. Or go onto your TikTok and watch that because his face. That's TikTok. Carrie, Carrie That's give him another me. one that you know that how he would like. Oh, you wanted me for something? No. No. No, I don't want you for anything. <laughs> These people are just in shell shock. Oh, wait, this, oh. One, this one, if it's Hi, like... excuse me, you were the ladies that wanted a picture. I've taken a lot of them, but I would... You s seem like you were bothered and wanted the picture with me. No, no I thank didn't you. want a picture with you. I don't even know who you are, sir. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, hysterical. It's, I can't. When I leave my apartment in New York, all right, these that was like the airport. She'll say, you know, she goes, look, I, I know what you're going to do when you go out there. <laughs> you know, she goes, just make sure you can take whoever you go over to. What do you mean? Like if there's a fight. Like if there's someone that like actually gets mad. There is a fight. Is there anything that we haven't seen that somebody has gotten really angry? But those I just don't put up. I just don't <laughs> bother putting up because I've had some and then I do get mad. 
You, you know, get mad? Oh, if they get in my face. If they get in your face, <laughs> you if they get in, in my face, face, I don't back up. You know, but you want to fight, you came to the right place. That's it. They came to the right place. You, you went walk to up them. to them. No, no I, but that's not the point. I'm no. friendly. I'm friendly when I come over. You see, I'm smiling at them. Here, here's the here's the Rita. Rita. <laughs> Rita? Joey from Christian Singles? How you going? I don't think so, Joey. <laughs> not, you, Christian Singles. Just look how fast she reacts. <laughs> well, I don't think so, Joey. I oh. think... Christian yeah, singles? that became another one where I go over to girls. I go, Rita, Joey from Christian Singles. <laughs> you know, but that woman, we couldn't believe her because it happened so quickly. Like she was waiting at a, a bus for a bus that goes to Brooklyn. Right. She's been dealing with Joey's her whole life. So when I come well, you over, you think that woman gets approached a lot? No. By you get, did you see how hardcore her attitude is? But I wouldn't think that, I would imagine. No, she's been dealing, let me put it another way. Okay. She's been dealing with assholes like that her whole life. So the minute she hears, yeah, Rita, Joey from Christine, yeah, I don't think so. Like walk away type of thing. Oh, and you, you got know? her to walk away. No, no she got me to walk away. away. She just wants to get rid of me. You seem respectful. If they say no and they don't yeah. want any part of it, you walk away. Yes, I do. I do. So first of all, I want to say for... I can't thank you enough for coming in and uh, I miss you, buddy. And I watch you and I've been enjoying you. And I, uh, anyway, what do we want to plug? What do you want to plug? Um, I don't even know. You know, I didn't even come to plug. Well, you know, I, we are pitching. This is going to wind up a show, The Famous Face. You know, so I am meeting with producers on that. And the things uh, that you're doing on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, it's a whole show. My, and they could follow you and where you're going and your live they performance. They could follow me on, on Instagram. What is your handle? D dice uh, at... Babe. You don't know your... What? The, at, what? At Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not savvy like that. You don't have to be savvy to know your fucking name. <laughs> no, but it's on Facebook. Andrew Dice Clay official. There you go. Yeah. Um, the TikTok thing over here. Which is also Andrew Dice Clay. Is TikTok yeah. also Andrew Dice Clay? No, that's Dice official, right? No, Andrew that's Dice Facebook oh, is oh, Andrew oh. Dice Clay official. TikTok is what? What's TikTok, guys? At Andrew Dice Clay. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I'm doing a lot of gigs. I'll be in Atlantic City uh, in October. They got to see you at live. The, at the Golden Nugget. I'm doing the Paramount in Long Island. One more question before I go. Were you on, on stage with... On the 17th of December. Were you on stage I'm with... Doing what? what? <laughs> Guns N' Roses? Oh, that's the thing you asked me about. Right. That's <laughs> the, the whole thing with Bill Burr. I started texting him. I go, look what you started. Okay, so within a few weeks, well, on a Monday night, I get a text, nearly midnight, from... Uh, That's not a bad the, thing. You're up till four, impatiently no, waiting No, 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 but this is like, you know, it's one thing to go up in front of like 18,000 people, you know, and I get a text from the, the road manager, Tom Mayhew, going, you know, congratulations, we'll see you tomorrow night. And they wanted me to open for GNR because it was like, it's very nostalgic because I did it with them at, at um, the Rose Bowl in 93. 
So, you know, even my girlfriend, the way I reacted, I was like, oh, my. I go, this isn't even in a. She goes, if you don't want to do it, you know, I go, I have to do it. So it was the next night, and it was over 50,000 people. And once again. How long were you, did you do? Oh, just like a mini, so like a store set. You know what I mean? Like right. a comedy store set. But once again, you don't know how they're going to react when you walk out there. Right. And it was like, it was a gigantic, exp I mean, I felt, I mean, and I was frightened, you know, I even looked at my own camera, you know, she edits it, but I go, you know, what is wrong with you? Because, no, because I'm always trying to prove, you know, myself. Right. You know, uh, and so now my agents are looking to book the bigger places, special gigs, and build up to arena status again. And really, I got Bill Burr to thank for it because I walked out to that Guns N' Roses crowd, which I would not have done Had if, you not I done didn't do, if I didn't do Bill's show. And I went out there, and that place went ballistic. You know, and, wow. and I'm looking as far as the eye could see, going, this is, like, humongous. Oh, there this, it is. Is that it? Uh, On the screen? Yeah, yeah. This is the walkout. Wow. Oh, my God. Watch this. That's incredible. That's incredible, buddy. I didn't even feel my body. <laughs> That's amazing. And then this is that. That's amazing. And then watch, I, I got to say it because, you know, um, I love GNR. I always loved those guys. These are guys that used to ring my bell three in the morning, by the way. And we would just hang out at the Rock and Roll Ralphs. They but I bet came, you Axel probably goes to bed around know, 10. No, no, no. He did, let me tell you, he did three hours and 20 minutes and we just sat on the side of the stage. What they were just absolutely hands down amazing. You know how you know certain. It's not you know they could have done an hour and a half and walked off. Right. Three hours, twenty minutes, no break. Every song you'd want to hear, and Slash's guitar playing, each solo better than the next. So intense the playing. All of them were just fantastic, tough. And it's just great seeing them just kicking ass. And I was just so proud to like be part of that again. But it was so gigantic. I'm going, I'm telling my girl, because I would tell her the stories of yesteryear. That must have been great to see. And just seeing and, the picture, if you're listening to this, go to YouTube and just watch that little clip. It's just, uh, you it's know, epic. But I'm just glad I get to show her this stuff now. So now my agents know you know, all right. Are you, you gonna you, pull the trigger? Are you gonna take it to the next level? Well, like I'm, gonna, marriage? I'm gonna go in on a bigger tour in February. No, I'm That's not about what the he's girlfriend. talking about. You know, and then I'm trying to. <laughs> what do you mean, pull the trigger? With what? Are you done with marriage? No, we talk about it all the time. I'm talking about it now. I, I tell her all the time. I don't want to get into this, but I tell her all the time. I go if if I was allowed to buy the ring. Like, just go somewhere. We'd already be, like, you know, official. You're not allowed to? No, she's she she's Southern. She's got to be able to have, she's like... She's Texas. Yeah, that's Southern. She's got to be able to... Her family is all, you know, New York. 
But she grew up in Texas. In Texas, you're not allowed to buy a ring for a woman? No, you don't there understand. Has to She's be got a certain style. Right? Like the where they the briquette. I don't know anything about you. You know what the the ring goes in a um like the diamond that. goes in a certain thing. Right, in a ring. So she has a certain style. So oh. I'm like And you know what it is. Not really. You said she changes I, her mind and I'm like Oh, uh, so it's you her know, fault. so we gotta go look. You would take it to the next level, but she can't make up her mind on that. Yeah, but we're really at that level anyway. She's got like, we're like half engaged right now. What's half engaged? Please, don't you know anything anymore? You know, your father's a big person in the industry and he doesn't even understand that. Because he's been married a very long time. So he doesn't know any. 43 years. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know how this works, but it sounds like it's working great. She seems to have your back. She's a beautiful young lady. I've never, thank you. You've done good. Um, and I, I wish you nothing but just uh, continued the almond success. shaped eyes and everything. Pardon me? Her eyes. Were they're beautiful. Sha- they're, she's beautiful. I didn't notice they were almond shaped. Yeah. And the, she doesn't, you know, do any like with the lips, like all these girls do to have she lips She won't do anything like that. with their lips? You know how girls oh, today, they she all won't, want. Uh, you're talking about. They all want like the no toilet. enhancements. You know, women today, they go like for the toilet plunger lips, you know, right. they go to get shots. She doesn't need she, them though. No, she's a natural beauty. Yeah, is, I, I is go there, crazy it, from her. Well, that's fantastic. You know, and I'm sure finally. she's the same, finally. So I this can't is even it. afford sleeves anymore from all the divorces and you tell me go get married <laughs> again. When will go. this air? Um, we don't have plans. Third quarter of 26, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything to do with the programming. Oh, really? But I You got this gigantic place where you could transform yourself into the future. Yeah. And be where people are, and you're not, but you don't know when the show is. I don't know when the show airs. But if you're listening to it, it's airing. Just to tell people that if they're listening to it now, it's airing. And feel free to- Oh, so is it on now? I don't know. Somewhere, somebody's watching it. Subscribe, uh, comment- um, we have merch. You have merch. Do you sell merch? Do you have black t-shirts? Yeah, we do. With the name? Uh, stuff. Do we have anything we can give them? Black? Probably we have a whole cabinet full of stuff. Yeah, let's give them something. What size are you? Well, I take XLs and I take double XLs. See if there's XLs and double XLs. Let's see if we have Only something. in black. Don't Only bother with black. red or green or blue. I don't believe in that. Did you get him something, Rich? Yeah, he Bring got it. Bring it in. Let's see what he got. Let's see what this. You could just got. leave it going until we get off the. F- Let me see this. All right. Oh god, yeah, it's got stuff. It, no, oh. he doesn't want colors. No colors. No, I don't mind. What does it say on it? It though? says stuff. stuff. It's got stuff I like on stuff. it. Stuff. This is how Mandel does stuff. Is the <laughs> name of the thing. So it just says stuff. So you got double X out too. Is that? That's all I had. Yeah. Uh, that kind of answer, you know. <laughs> what I I mean about having problems. That's all I had. Right. Yeah, it's like take it or leave it. He might as well say that. Take it or leave it. <laughs> take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah. You want to say uh, goodbye? The camera? Oh. I wanna I wanna say goodbye. Is it is this the camera? Get, well, I was I'm not even sure which the camera is. Is he looking in his camera, guys? Yes, that's your camera. I've been looking at you the whole time. Yeah, that's what it's okay. Do. It's a oh, conversation. Okay. So no, you're supposed to No, but I wanna say goodbye. I wanna say it was great to be here. On this show, on this particular podcast, with the uncomprehensible, 
Howie Mandel. The what? Uncompressible. I'm uncompressible? Yeah, you know that. You're unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uncompressible. You know, uncompressible. And me. What about her? Well, did you enjoy being with me? Yes, I really did. Thank you. I really, I, I think, I think it's really nice that you do this as a family. It is nice, you know. And that's Alex. And I think you're good at it. Thank you. You know. Thank you. I think you're good at what you do too. You know. Thank you. You're welcome. But really, that's uh, you know, I like, you know, I like families that are close. Yeah, it's nice. You know, there's too much that goes on that you shouldn't be close. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's good. Good advice for people that are listening. And let's face it. Mm-hmm. You get away from the kids. My kids? Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? I do know. Oh, I'd love to do this, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I got to be with the uncompressible Howie Mandel today on the podcast. <laughs> the uncompressible. I hope that's how yeah, people like introduce the, you from now on. It's I just, why don't you understand the language? It's, you know. You say you're a teacher. I was, yeah. It's sort of I Brooklynese. You worked, how many, what'd you teach? I taught kinder, kindergarten. I like that, kinder. First, second, <laughs> and third for 10 years. Uh-huh. My sister did that. Yeah? Yeah, now all she does is retire. I was a good teacher yeah. now. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, don't ever retire. Why? Don't Why? ever retire. not doing well? I, I'm not even talking to most people over like 42 years old anymore. Isn't mom in the other room? You know. I don't know. You know. Hello? Hi. Hi. Are you still doing it? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. she you're, in the other room? You're on the air. <laughs> no, I, I left. I had to go home. Oh, okay. Well, Dice Who, is here. We're all listening to you. We're on the air. Well, Who's this, Terry? I tell you, Dice, you were wonderful, and it was a nice to see you. Nice to see you. Wait a minute, though. Is this on? <laughs> it is on. No, you're listening to the show. No, I'm not listening to the show. I'm talking to my husband on the phone, and I can hear you. No, but, but listen to me now. Howie says he doesn't know if it's on. <laughs> he actually oh. said that. He doesn't know when his own show is on. But listen, oh. that's between you and him. I can't, sorry, I can't hear you anymore. All right, all right. We're going. Thank you, everybody. I'm still talking. talking. Is that the playoff music? Someone else is music? calling you. What? That means we're done. Okay. Oh, someone else is calling. 